Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen of Hemel Hempstead. We wish as we do, once a week we come out and we preach the Word of God and we declare the way of salvation that God has made. God sent His Son into the world to save sinners and amongst those that were here, I trust, may even be here today that the Lord has determined that He would save. The Bible says this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. I want to read a portion of God's Word today and uh, I trust that it will be a help to you. You may wonder why the world is in such a perilous state while it, while it is in such a state. Well, we are told that in the Word of God, the world will be just before He returns. I read from Matthew 25. The Lord Jesus Christ is with His disciples on the Mount of Olivet. There just above the temple, you could see the great temple, and He said to the disciples that that temple would be destroyed before long. It was. That prophecy was fulfilled. And in Matthew chapter 24, we have these words where he tells us of the things concerning the coming of the end of the age. Let us hear the word of God. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, Tell us when shall these things be? And when shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumours of wars, see that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. And we read, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. And we shall hear of wars and rumours of wars. And then we read, For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And therefore shall be famines and pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And many shall be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise, and deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the nations of the world, for a witness unto all nations. Then shall the end come. So I want to bring God's word to you today. God's word, as we've just read, tells us that this world just before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, will be in a terrible state. The nations will rise 
against nations, that there shall be famines and pestilences and all kinds of things, epidemics, as we even see now. These are warnings God declares in his word in the book of the Revelation of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And one of the other things that we read of here in this chapter is that there will be many false professors, those who profess to be Christians, who are truly not Christians, who do not know the Lord, who know him only in name, who have a mere outward form of religion. But they're really not saved. There will even be some, as the Lord Jesus said, that will claim to be the Christ. And uh, we have that even today. There are at least eight or nine different men claiming to be the Lord Jesus Christ. And that would be, of course, an impossibility. But it's plainly clear, friends, when he comes, the Bible says every eye will see him. He will come in great judgment upon men. And many people also say something like this. They say, well, the church, well, has many hypocrites. Well, that's true. But that doesn't excuse you, friend. The Bible is very clear. But except a man repent, except he believe, except he be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. My dear friends, let us take heed to the Lord Jesus Christ's words. The first thing I want to bring to your mind, why is the Lord going to come? Well, first of all, this world is full of sin. And you know, if God were a good God, and he is a good God, he must bring it to an end. For this world to perpetuate, to continue on in his present state would be an evil thing for God to allow that. It has to come to an end. This world is full of trouble. Man is the cause of the trouble. You know, people often glibly speak and they say things like this well if God was such a good God why doesn't he deal with the sin of this world well I ask you the question where would you like him to begin because if he begins he must surely come to you and to me because the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God all of us have sinned, preacher including and especially. We've all come short of God's standards, of God's requirements. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. This is why we die, but the Bible also speaks of a second death. That is, after God has judged all men, there shall be a separated, eternally and everlasting. God will separate those who have not known him in this life through his son the Lord Jesus Christ and my friends I must lovingly implore you to tell you that the Lord Jesus said I am the way I am the truth and he said I am the life and he said no man comes to God the Father but by me it is only through his righteous life that he has lived on behalf of his people. 
that anybody could approach a holy God. In the Old Testament, for somebody to be in relationship with God, to enter the temple, to be part of the covenant community of Israel, well, they had to not only be circumcised, males of course, but they had to offer up a sacrifice once a year. And all of those sacrifices pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ. So that when John the Baptist saw the Lord Jesus, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. That is, anyone in the world who knows and loves the Lord Jesus, my dear friends, has acceptance with God. The religions of this world will tell you it's by doing good works that somehow you can appease a holy God. Somehow by your good works you can make reconciliation with God and appease God for your sins. But it is impossible. It is completely and utterly impossible, my friends, for a man to be made right with God. Because even if he tries to do good, and that's impossible because he has a bad heart, he has nonetheless a bad record. And we can't wipe away our sins. No, only Christ, only by his shed blood does he deal with sinners. And he died there upon the cross, it says, he laid down his life for his sheep. The sheep are people who have wandered like stray sheep in this world. And they will all come to hear the preaching of the word. And they will come and they will be humbled by God and acknowledge their sin and confess that they have strayed from God. I have, ever since I was born. The Bible says, from our mother's womb, we go forth from the womb speaking lies. You don't need to teach a little child how to lie. You don't need to teach a little child how to do wrong things. Some of you mothers, I see a number of mothers out here today, you don't have to teach your children to do that, fathers either. That is perfectly natural because a child is born in sin. That's what the scriptures say. I'm not saying it, the Bible says it and makes no excuse for it. But friends, you know the truth sometimes can be a very painful thing. But I would be a very unloving preacher if I didn't tell you the truth. If I didn't tell you about the consequences of sin. If I didn't tell you that God is holy. You can go to some churches and they say, well, God accepts everything and everyone. Well, that's not true. He does accept sinners, but only through Jesus Christ. And no matter what the sinner has done in their life, they are accepted when they come through Jesus Christ. We have two thieves on the cross that day at Calvary. One was saved. One was lost. One went to heaven. One didn't. The Lord Jesus said to that man, Today 
you shall be with me. What happens when we die? Our bodies go to the grave. But the Bible tells us that we have a spirit, that our spirit goes to be with God. And so it was, even the spirit of Christ. He said, Father, into my hands, I commend my spirit. His body was put in the grave, the Lord Jesus. But he went to be with that man that day at Calvary. What a wonderful thing for the sinner when he dies. He dies in hope. And I would ask you today, do you have that hope? What's your hope? You know, many people hope about many things. You, you can have a pension fund. You can have money. But it, it doesn't mean to say you're going to live a day or a week longer to spend that money. There's a parable that the Lord Jesus Christ gives concerning a very wealthy farmer. And he had a, a great increase of crops. And he said in that parable, Take ease, my soul. You have many days. And the Lord came to him and said, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. And it's important, friends, we acknowledge that life is uncertain. Young people, you may not live long. And I say that lovingly, I say that kindly. I have lost friends through all the years of my life in the various decades that I've lived well over 50 years now I've lost people very young in age and it happens the scriptures say it is appointed unto man once to die can you guarantee me that you're going to be here tomorrow you can't life is uncertain James says what is your life it is but a vapour. It's a vapour, friends. And it's a, it's a perilous thing to, pay, to play with time. Because time is very limited. But let me say this, friends. Those who hear God's word, and many that won't hear it, that many that pass into a lost eternity that will never hear the gospel, and that's a solemn thing. But how much more onus is laid on you who have heard? The Lord Jesus in Matthew 11, he preached to those cities in his day. And he said, it'll be more tolerable for the wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah than for you in that day. Sodom and Gomorrah, those wicked cities, they didn't hear the gospel. They didn't have a preacher. It was so wicked and so evil, God had to destroy it. And those people perished. But what solemn words that the Lord Jesus gives, my friends of Hemel Hempstead. What solemn words the Lord gives. You have heard almost every week for the last 14 years that I've been coming here. God's Word. And yet, how few repent. How few seek the Lord. Every week, the obituary column has got names in it. And it's a matter of time, my friend, until my name is there, 
but your name also. Will you seek the Lord while he may be found? I urge you to come. Come to the church, the little church here in Hemel Hempstead. We meet twice on a Sunday, 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Nash Mills Village Hall. And uh, you, I can promise you, you will receive a very warm welcome. I'm the pastor of the local church here and we'd, we'd love to see you. There's some very warm and friendly people there. And we urge you to come and hear God's word. And hear about the way of salvation. The Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found. And that implies there's a time he's not going to be found. Turn to him. The Bible says, while he is near. Seek the Lord, friends. He's a very gracious God. I can tell you this by experience. For over 30 years I've been a Christian now. And the Lord has never failed me. If there's been any failure in my life, it's because of me. Because of my sins. But the Lord is an unfailing friend. You seek him through his Son. Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. I see a number of people stop listening. I'm going to come and give you a track. Please do take one. And uh, we'll be glad to see you. You have a good day.